0: Welcome to the Riveting Rosies podcast, a space to celebrate the accomplishments of female entrepreneurs and uncover the ins and outs of what it's really like to be your own boss. I'm your host, Francesca, and I'm so excited to be here with you and share the stories of some badass women. Okay, so thank you so much for agreeing to come on. I really appreciate it. Yes, of course. I'm happy to be here. So I'm going to let you start just by briefly introducing yourself um, and talking about the kind of work that you do. Okay, perfect. So my name is Sam, and I'm a breathwork
1: meditation facilitator, Reiki energy therapist, and mentor. And essentially, I guide women back to empowerment in their own healing journeys, whether that be mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. And the modalities that I work with really target chronic stress, anxiety, depression, overwhelm. Um, I work with a lot of highly sensitive people who just feel um, the energies of others. And so we use a combination of conscious breath work and meditation and energy healing to essentially peel back all of those heavy layers and allow you to really just tune back in to your own intuition
0: and higher guidance. Awesome. So how did you first start your journey with breathwork and Reiki? Yeah. So it really began through my
1: own healing journey, like many other healers. Um, So for me, this started 16, 17 plus years ago, actually. Um, When I was 15, I was diagnosed with Bell's palsy, which is facial paralysis. So the left side of my face was paralyzed for about six months, um, which is really scary. And the doctors had told me, oh, just take these medications. And in a couple of weeks, you're going to be completely back to normal and totally fine. And week after week went by and I was not getting any better. And I just essentially became really depressed and went down this you know, dark path. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just a really traumatizing time in my life. And I honestly just lost faith in the Western medical uh, system. So fast forward to my early 20s, and I just started having all these other health issues. I was having eczema and digestive issues and food sensitivities and all kinds of weird symptoms that no one else in my family was experiencing. And then at 24, I was working a really high-stress job, and I believe it was really the stress that brought on the onset, but essentially I developed Bell's palsy again, which is super rare, this time on the right side of my face. And I knew that I had to take this much more seriously and that I had to take my health into my own hands. So essentially I quit the high stress job that I was working at, and I devoted hundred percent of my attention to healing myself. So I got huge into alternative healing looking into essential oils and meditation and yoga and energy healing and acupuncture and within 21 days my face was completely healed with no remnants of the facial paralysis at all and so that's where i really just began to ignite a deeper passion for alternative healing and really knew that this would be my life's work in some capacity i didn't know really what that would look like yet so i became a holistic nutritionist and started using food to heal and food as medicine and working with clients and then eventually discovered reiki energy healing for myself first because i had the diet dialed in and um i was taking the right supplements i was exercising but i still felt disconnected from my intuition Mm -hmm. um from myself Um, from my own healing. And so when I found Reiki, um, which is essentially just working with the seven energy centers within the body or the seven chakras to clear any blocks or suppressed emotions there, that's when I really was like, wow, there's something here because I had felt so good in my body and my mind for the first time in, I couldn't remember how long. And so from there, I essentially just kept exploring different alternative healing modalities and just began trying everything under the sun from hypnosis to EFT and tapping and the emotion code. And then I found conscious breath work. And that's when it just everything transformed in my life Mm -hmm. Um, and conscious breath work is essentially a form of accelerated connected circular breathing which takes you out of your head and back into your body where you have suppressed emotions or traumas from your past and allows you to process and gently release those and um, the first time i tried it my mind was completely blown. I'd never experienced anything like it before, just full body tingling and vibration and having all these suppressed memories and emotions and vivid visions come through and it's just very cathartic experience. And I knew that I had to bring it back to my practice and to my own clients and community. So I became a breathwork practitioner and I'm now um, certifying three different types of conscious breathwork. And it's been um, just really a beautiful journey of combining everything I've learned nutrition guided meditation through yoga nidra uh, the cautious breath work reiki energy healing to really just begin empowering my own clients journey and uh, helping them to heal at a deep deep level
0: yeah definitely so you um, mentioned this a little bit but can you talk a little more about the educational background that you have and the different certifications that you have now Yeah, so
1: I became certified as first a health coach, and then I got certified in... Reiki one and two, and then I have three different certifications in conscious breath work. And so for me, this was I, you know, I had some college, so that was my background. And and then also, I will mention that the previous jobs I was in greatly gave me experience in the marketing and the business aspect. For what i do now in my business so mm-hmm. um being i was an executive assistant for a sales team and i was in marketing um i was a property manager um, so i used all of that experience on the business side of what i do now with marketing my emails with social media with ads i create on facebook and um instagram and so for me that was through my education in college, and then through experience and previous jobs I've had. And then so the certifications in healing, I just discovered I had a gift in these healing modalities. And I just followed my intuition as to which um, healing modalities first and foremost transformed me the most, and then which ones I really wanted to pursue. And with this work, it's essentially a continuous journey. So I plan to continue to get certifications and keep learning and growing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I believe that that investment in yourself is tenfold because not only have I experienced probably the most healing I ever have in these different trainings, but um, I've been able to just really spread my own awareness and knowledge of the mind, the body, of the breath, of energy medicine through continuing my education.
0: Definitely. So um, you spoke a little bit about this, how you started with um, like nutrition clients and then kind of changed your direction um, along the way. So what was the transition between that like?
1: Yeah. So I began working with clients um, in nutrition and essentially just helping them to optimize their diet, to switch to a more plant-based diet, um, to lose weight naturally um, I'm a huge proponent of intuitive eating, and for me, I did not at all like that. That was the path I planned to go down was just continue with nutrition because mm-hmm. it was my number one passion. Um, but then I started dabbling in energy medicine for myself first, and then decided to get certified in it. But I did not have the intention when I got certified in Reiki to essentially make energy medicine and this swarm of natural stress relief, my main modality of healing for women, it truly came to me. So women, first it was friends and family that knew I was certified in this, started coming to me requesting um, essentially to try it out. And so I opened up a home studio and I began to give sessions to friends and family. And then I, the demand just kept growing. And so that's when I believe that When you need to follow a specific path, if you hit a dead end in your business or in a specific industry or position, I think that when we get too dead set and a certain way of um, our path for ourselves, that's where we can become blocked to other ways for the universe to bring in these new paths and portals of abundance and gifts. And so I just essentially decided I'm going to be as open as I can and just follow and trust where this is bringing me. And so that in-home practice just grew and grew. And then it was only a few months after I started doing Reiki on um, friends and family and then clients here in my home that I got certified in conscious breath work. And that's when it kind of exploded from there. So I Mm -hmm. started... um, just the demand became so high that i had to get my own office so i now have my own office a couple miles from my home and then i started leading first workshops with conscious breath work and meditation yoga nidra which is a form of systematic relaxation um and then i began to lead retreats here in Michigan where I live and then internationally. And I continue to lead workshops both here in Michigan and then virtually, um, and then see clients out of my one-on-one office, um, a few miles from my house.
0: Awesome. So, um, what would be like the main differences between if you're working with a one-on-one client versus leading a workshop? Yeah, that's a great
1: question. So when I'm working with someone one-on-one, we're typically going to take a more customized approach, Um, meaning I'm going over, I usually ask them between 20, 30 questions prior to them coming in. So it's a form that they fill out online through Mm -hmm. my scheduling system. And then we take a really deep dive into essentially their entire health history, looking at their diet, looking at their sleep schedules and patterns, their current stress levels, their energy levels, but then also not only the physical, also the mental and emotional. So looking at any traumas they've had in their life, spiritually, anything they're looking to overcome, any self-limiting beliefs or limitations that they um, currently have, and maybe they're working to through grief, for example, they just lost a past loved one. Um, So then we really go into, essentially, that's where I'm using my background nutrition to
0: mm-hmm. give
1: them a entire holistic health counseling session, um, mini session. And then we go into a customized guided meditation based on everything they told me. So for example, if they just lost a loved one, we would really work on releasing grief and work on the heart. Or if they have trauma from their childhood, then we're going to be going through an inner child healing meditation. And then they're guided through the conscious breathwork journey itself, which is typically between 35 and 45 minutes. um, And then we end with rest, integration, Reiki energy healing, and then talk about everything they discussed. And they receive customized um, protocols going forward to continue their healing in between sessions. And typically they come in every two to four weeks. um, We're in a workshop or a group setting. There's a specific theme for that ceremony. So for example, my upcoming um, workshop is on self-love and self-healing. So everyone that's coming in, the intention for that session is going to be um, specified on self-love, on working with the heart, on working with releasing any criticism or inner judgments um, or self-limiting beliefs. And then we go through a raka Kao ceremony, which is essentially drinking um, chocolate in its most raw form while opening and waking the heart. We will usually go into some journaling prompts and exercises, just exploring deeper some of those limiting beliefs they have about themselves or ways in which they have not shown up fully to love themselves with more compassion and tenderness. And then we go into a guided self-love or self-healing meditation, conscious breath work journey. And then everyone ends with rest integration for about 15 minutes. So the theme is, and the intention is already seated for a group session. So that's the main difference.
0: Awesome. So you mentioned before that um, you offer in-person services, but you also have virtual ones. So um, how did those kind of differ between each other? Yeah,
1: so essentially, especially through COVID, I had to move Mm -hmm. um, my group sessions via Zoom. And so, group session, I have clients that tune in from all over the world, and that is just via Zoom. And we essentially, um, everyone's um, screen is on, but the audio is muted. And then I give teachings. So, that one's a little different. I'm not doing a cacao ceremony. So, I'm giving teachings on a specific topic. So, usually, I'll talk for about 15-20 minutes about a topic for example, next week's is on healing relationships. And mm-hmm. um, this could be relationships in family, codependent relationships, toxic relationships from our past that we still feel that we're holding on to. And then um, the entire group is then guided through a cord cutting or a relationship healing meditation and then a shortened conscious breathwork journey and then a shortened rest period and um and then essentially close the session after that so those are shorter sessions they're about 75 minutes but if i'm meeting with someone one-on-one via zoom which i do often then that is still the more customized approach going through their entire health intake form and essentially everything that i do in a one-on-one session here in my grand rapids office
0: awesome so Um, pivoting more towards the business side of things. Um, When you first started working with nutrition clients, I'm sure that the way that you kind of approached attracting clients is a little bit different now um, with the breathwork and Reiki clients that you're um, trying to attract. So how did you approach um, the need to attract clients and what has been the most important factor in gaining an audience since then?
1: yeah i would definitely say knowing my audience number one so having clarity on who i'm serving i believe if you're marketing to everyone you're marketing to no one so i have a very specific client so my client is between the age of usually in their mid-20s to 30s typically 95 percent of the time that's going to be a female um, and they are or resonate with being an empath um, they are either entrepreneurs themselves or just busy business women or busy moms and, um, just very driven, typically type a like me, but they're looking to have more balance in their lives. So because of that, I, because my client is so much like me, I know how to communicate to them very well. Mm -hmm. And I know their struggles. I know, um, you know, where what their worries are in life, what their aspirations are in life. And so because of that, the way that I speak on Instagram and Facebook, I can communicate directly to their needs. And I know them on a deeper level because their needs are often my own needs. And so that's how women usually find me is just because they resonate with me really well. Um, And I do believe that the more authentic you are on social media and the more you show up as you is just such an important aspect of this. So I shared with them my entire health journey, still continue to share with them my health journey, show them that, I am not perfect and I am not above them, that I am healing alongside of them. And I think that that's really important too. So essentially just showing my clients the realness of me. Um, And it was for me shifting from talking to nutrition clients. Honestly, a lot of my nutrition clients are now my um, energy healing or breathwork clients. So I always spoke to that same um, woman And Mm -hmm. it was essentially just changing the dialect a little bit to going primarily from intuitive eating and what you're nourishing your body, your physical body with to how are you nourishing your mental, emotional, and spiritual body? Because in my experience, I've seen it to be much more important than the physical aspect and that we can heal so much more and um, just expand our awareness through working on that mental, emotional part of our bodies and then really working through mindset too. So really just, Talking to them as if, you know, they're one of my friends. And honestly, I am friends with a lot of my clients too. So I think that that's what has made it really easy for me to just essentially build awareness around the products I'm offering for them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm sure, you know, like feeling so connected to the ideal client that you work with um, makes client communication something. That would be pretty easy for you but how did you uh, approach some of the responsibilities that you might not have had so much experience in like figuring out what to charge and dealing with taxes and that sort of thing yeah so the business
1: aspect i just learned as i grew so i you know started like quickbooks online i got an accountant for direction I opened a business account um, and so all of those aspects of my business are definitely my least favorite, um, (laughs) but they're a necessity of course. Mm -hmm. So I've learned to manage it on my own um, and, you know, like expensing things and just everything that you don't think about before you have a business and all these little things actually go into maintaining a business especially because I'm the only one running it and I'm literally doing, you know, all the marketing, all the accounting, all of my services, everything for right now. I plan to definitely get a virtual assistant um, as I continue to grow here. But um, that was, yeah, just essentially learning through things like YouTube videos. And um, for example, I'm actually starting my own podcast. And so things like that, You, I truly thank God for Google because mm-hmm. I've really just been able to um, essentially learn as I go.
0: Right, definitely. So what is your approach to a work-life balance with everything that you have to do for your business and how has it changed or evolved since when you first started working?
1: Yeah. So I am very careful about setting boundaries for myself uh, because of my past and seeing what happens when I get burnt out. Now it's a little different because in the past positions I've been in, I did not align with those positions. I was not passionate about them where now my business, I am my business and I essentially am, I feel like I'm on almost, you know, 18 hours of the day, like I am mm-hmm. just always on and ready to respond to clients, um, and ready to be, um, on social media, doing videos or Facebook lives or, um, podcasting, whatever that is. So that has definitely, it's gotten, I've kind of evolved into that where now it just feels second nature to me. But I do believe in self-care and setting boundaries. So for example, weekends, I really, um, if I do not have an event, really try to take for myself, plug off social media altogether and just try to be in the present moment. And then daily, I have a daily practice. So I don't start seeing clients until the afternoon around 12:31 one o'clock and I only do so on Mondays, Tuesdays and Wednesdays and then Thursdays um, and Fridays, are for me during the day. I might have virtual clients um, on those days. I might have, like I had said, a workshop or retreat on a weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, But I always give myself the first few hours of the day to just completely ground in to reconnect to me. I'm a huge proponent of creating a morning routine, especially if you're an entrepreneur, um, because you really need that time to tune into your own voice. I believe that we have been bombarded with other voices, on social media, really easily, and then it's really hard to hear and decipher our own voice and our own creative expression. So, I tune into that each morning through movement either dancing, getting back into my body, through meditation, going to stillness, through journaling, allowing that creative aspect to come through. And um, that is a non negotiable for me. And then, towards the end of the evening, um, 7 30, 8 o'clock. I really try to disconnect from social media. And so if I see, for example, I got a new message either in my inbox um, through email or through Facebook, I won't respond to it until the next day. So not being at everyone's disposal automatically, Mm -hmm. I think people, especially if they're replying to you on social media, they expect an immediate answer as if it's a text message. Mm -hmm. But as a business owner, and I know many other um, business owners who won't even receive Respond to people on social media. They will immediately direct you to their email because they need that boundary. Um, and I think that other people they don't realize that when you're in your own business that it is 24 seven and it's not like a nine to five where you can just completely disconnect and turn off. And so, um, it's really important for the respect of one another to just give yourself that time, that space and not feel guilty. Like you have to immediately respond to someone.
0: Yeah, definitely. So speaking of boundaries, um, I imagine, you know, the fact that you work with clients on um, a lot of like intimate issues like, um, you know, like past trauma and that sort of thing, it is probably important for you to set boundaries for yourself as well so that, you know, like their emotional response doesn't affect you too much. So um, how do you go about dealing with that? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I ground in prior to each session and I I am an empath. I am also just a highly sensitive person, so I can deeply um, empathize with people's stories. But essentially, I have um, learned to be the space holder for them. So not allowing my own Uh, emotions or triggers to um, seep out and instead to just be a listener and um, to just deeply hear them and see them. And that in itself can be really powerful because a lot of people in their lives from their family, from their friends, they are not fully seen or heard. And so for someone to hold that space for them to be completely vulnerable and raw um, is just a really intimate experience and really important for our own healing and growth. And so for me, I have just learned through um, the years to hold my own energy and to not carry it with me after a session. And I always feel in the beginning it was uh, my own boundaries were not great and I would take on the emotions and just feel deeply um, of my clients and I would just feel it hanging on to me. But Mm -hmm. now I truly, I, I don't at all and so I just feel um, essentially really grounded in myself and my own energy prior to a client coming in I do a lot of smudging so things like you know white sage and Palo mm-hmm. Santo um, washing my hands simple cleansing practices can be really great for your own energy and it's been hugely beneficial for me but I would absolutely say it's through practice that I've gained those abilities.
0: Definitely. So what would you say is the most important thing that you've learned about yourself since starting your business?
1: I would absolutely say how resilient I am So, and how important it is to be resilient. Um, so being used to um, others saying no or, you know, in, especially in the beginning, I think that's really important um, and not taking any offense to it at all. Um, also, um, through my own, um, physicality essentially of, because I'm still healing through many of my own Mm ailments that I've seen the resiliency of my own body, but also like i had mentioned before, how important it is for me to create my own boundaries and not, this was a huge, essentially turning point for me because my, dealing with chronic Lyme disease um, and some of these other things made me physically slow down so much, but business just kept coming in. Mm -hmm. And so essentially I saw that I could be in a feminine energy of presence and stillness, and I didn't have to be that type A masculine dominant energy of go, 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 do, 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 to essentially keep my business going. So that was a huge lesson for me unexpected lesson from the universe that you can still slow down and become really magnetic to what you're calling in without having to push and struggle and force um, your actions and it was kind of undoing all those imprints from my childhood because I saw my own parents say work is hard, work is a struggle and um, that you had to work for your entire life. You had to work long hours. And now, you know, I might work three, four hours in a day and that's it. But when I'm working, I'm fully in, I'm fully aligned, Mm -hmm. passionate about what I'm doing. And I'm still very abundant in all aspects of my life and my business. And so that was a huge learning um,
0: point for me and it continues to evolve as, as my business grows. Absolutely. So what advice do you have for anyone who's just starting out their own business?
1: Yeah. So if you're just starting out your own business, I would really go back to be super open to your services. And I think that we all have a very... Um, a specific industry, for example, that we're really passionate about. But I believe in the divine timing of the universe and that sometimes where our business goes is not at all where we expected it to go. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's 10 times better. So if we are completely fixated on one way of being or one path, it can feel really disappointing when that doesn't turn out the way you want it to. And I would say if you are... Um, hitting any obstacles or any roadblocks currently in your business, it's probably because that's not the path for you. And the universe is putting up those roadblocks for a reason to try to redirect you. And so can you just be really open and surrender and say, I'm ready for deeper guidance and really essentially tune into your intuition? I would say that having a strong connection to your intuition, to that um, inner knowing is probably the most important part as an entrepreneur today, especially if you're going down um, your own path where you don't have anyone else involved that, tuning into that inner guidance can just be such a blessing because it will bring you so much further than you can ever imagine. And continuing to stay connected to that each and every day through journaling, through meditation, through prayer, whatever that is for you, um, I believe is truly a crucial aspect of growing and owning a business.
0: Yes, definitely. Definitely. Well, that is all that I have for you today. So thank you again for coming on here. Yes, of course. It was great to be here. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Riveting Rosies podcast. A new episode is released every Wednesday, so don't forget to subscribe. I would love if you left a review to tell me what you liked about this episode, or if you have any suggestions about who you want to hear on the podcast in the future. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at rivetingrosies.podcast to get updated when new episodes are released and to find out about upcoming guests. Thanks again for tuning in, and I hope you'll join me for next week's episode.